Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From API, this is Energy Tomorrow Radio. Your source for information and conversation about the most important energy issues of the day. Welcome to Energy Tomorrow Radio. I'm your host, Jane Van Ryan. Today in the studio, I have Duane Pardee, President, and Andrew Boylan, Government Affairs Manager for the National Taxpayers Union. And the topic we're going to cover today, taxes paid by the oil companies. So let's start at the very beginning, if we can, Duane. Tell me about the National Taxpayers Union. How long have you been operating, and who do you represent? Well, thank you, Jane. Uh, the National Taxpayers Union is the nation's oldest and largest uh, citizens' uh, taxpayer group. The National Taxpayers Union was started in uh, 1969 and uh, has grown since then. Uh, we have over 360,000 members of the organization nationwide in all 50 states. And we uh, work on their behalf to uh, protect uh, consumers and taxpayers against uh, higher government taxes. Well, your website contains a wealth of information about the tax burdens that are borne by American taxpayers. And I was particularly struck by a chart that shows how taxes have gone up every year since 2001 for virtually everyone in America. Can you explain what's happened in that time frame? Well, it's, it's certainly true to say that tax revenues have exploded since 2001. Uh, we have, in 2006, the tax revenues were about 18.4% of GDP, which is higher than the modern era average. And so we've seen the revenue that the government is essentially taking out of the economy going up every year. And uh, that's a trend that we've tried desperately to reverse and had some successes and, and uh, some failures, but we're uh, going to keep plugging away. Andrew, does that include taxes not just for consumers, but for businesses and corporations as well? All their taxes have gone up too? That includes corporate income taxes and individual income taxes, and uh, those are both incorporated in that 18.4% number. Analysts recently at API examined the taxes paid by the top 27 energy-producing companies and discovered that in 2006 they paid more than $81 billion in income taxes resulting in an overall effective tax rate of 37%, which is, in fact, quite higher, much higher than the top U.S. corporate tax rate of 35%. So what's going on there? Why have those taxes gone up? Well, I think it's a combination of, of both the corporate income taxes that they pay, but also as the oil industry has seen a, a growth in their in their revenue coming in, the government is taking an increasing larger and larger bite uh, from their bottom line. Well, there's a perception in America, and we see this in blogs and other places around the country these days, that the publicly traded oil companies make plenty of money, and therefore they can afford to pay higher taxes. But what happens to an industry when it's targeted for higher taxes than, say, other industries? I think what you have is, you know, the, the higher the tax rate goes up, the less production and less value that you add back into the economy. So it's very dangerous when government wants to target a certain industry uh, as opposed to keeping tax rates low 
and ensuring a more productive economy, not only for the oil industry in this case, but uh, uh, across the full sector of, of the private economy. One of my favorite examples that I always use is uh, in 1990, there was a luxury tax that was imposed on yachts. So yachts that cost over $100,000 would be subject to, I believe it was a 25% tax. And this was uh, supposed to be in, in the mode of fairness to be able to catch rich people who are purchasing these luxury yachts. Well, a tax that was projected to raise $31 million only brought in $16.6 million. And in the meantime, they destroyed almost 10,000 jobs. And the net effect to the government was actually a loss in revenue of $7.6 million because of the unemployment benefits that they had to pay out and the loss in uh, income tax revenues. And so there's an example where they targeted one industry that they thought was easy pickings because these are rich folks buying these. And they ended up almost destroying the industry and ultimately doing themselves harm, too, because they didn't bring in the revenue that they wanted. There are often problems with unintended consequences, aren't there? Indeed. Yes. Well, let's get back to the oil companies, if you will, which here in the United States are publicly traded. They're not owned by particularly wealthy people. They're owned by people who have 401ks, mutual funds, pension plans, things of that nature. So when Congress adds the, uh, to the tax burden being paid by these companies, who really pays the taxes? Uh, the individual pays the taxes. The consumers pay pay the taxes. Uh Corporations uh, will pass on uh, their higher some higher taxes as much as they can. Plus, you'll just have lower uh, lower rates of uh, growth and profits, which then goes right back into the economy in the area of shares. Uh, over uh, mutual funds and retirement accounts own roughly 40% of oil company uh, uh, shares. Uh, on Wall Street, in many states, are heavily invested. Uh, in these uh, mutual funds and, and pension funds as well. Uh, the state of Wisconsin uh, has reaped a uh, uh, benefit of over $400 million in the last four years alone uh, through its investments in oil company uh, stocks. So this is something once Congress, if they want to go after the oil companies, it's the, the pain of that is going to be felt in your uh, mutual funds and 401k plans. A couple of years ago, another group here in the Washington area produced a study about the taxes paid by the oil and natural gas industry. And if I recall correctly, I think it compared the oil company's earnings with the amount of tax revenue they were generating at that time. Are you familiar with that study? That, that study was produced by a wonderful group that we work a lot with called the Tax Foundation. And uh, they did a study from 1977 to 2004 looking at oil company revenues and how many taxes they paid. Over that period, they made $630 billion in profits, but they paid more than $2.2 trillion in taxes, and that's all inflation adjusted. So depending on the circumstances in the year, the government profits, so to speak, from oil between one and a half and two and a half times as much as the oil company itself does. When you add together all of the taxes at the pump and from income and excise taxes that are paid. Now, there are some members of Congress that have tried to raise taxes specifically on the oil and natural gas industry. From the standpoint of your organization, the National Taxpayers Union, is it appropriate to single out a single industry to pay more in taxes than perhaps in the other industry? Is there an issue of fairness there? Oh, there, there is an issue of fairness and just economic uh, 
uh, uh, growth. Uh, you cannot target certain industries. Your tax system is there to collect the revenue to fund government needs, but you should not target specific industries over and above. You need to have uh, low tax rates, broadly based and fairly applied and predictable. You can't be changing tax rates every year. Uh, you can't be targeting certain industries. They need to be as low as possible, broadly based, and uh, more long-term in the view. It's been said that uh, government insists on ignoring facts, and this is certainly a, a case where that is true as well. I mean, we have a situation where unintended consequences are clearly happening. They've happened in past examples, like I brought up with the yacht industry, and so you can't just isolate the incidents of attacks to one group or one particular person or one particular company. Those effects reverberate throughout our economy, and that's the way that a market system works. What would prevent Congress from doing this to yet another industry? Are there other industries out there perhaps that are worried that Congress might target them as well? Well, I think the uh, the tobacco uh, companies have to uh, to be on the lookout. Pharmaceutical companies have to be uh, uh, watchful right now. Uh, there's a there's definitely a mood in Congress, unfortunately, uh, to increase taxes, and I think they're going to be looking at a uh, uh, number of industries uh, uh, to uh, to bear that brunt. And uh, it's not just the oil industry. I th I think there are many many others uh, that need to be very concerned. And right now, with the slowing economy, uh, the uh, uh, worldwide nature uh, of the economy now. Uh, we need to be very careful in this country about the way we tax corporations and how we affect jobs. How do taxes on the oil and natural gas industry impact Congress's stated goal of seeking energy independence? Well, you know, there, there's a past example of this that I'd like to point out. In 1980, Congress instituted a windfall profits tax where they essentially said that anything over a certain dollar amount, we're going to add an additional tax to it. And... The Congressional Research Service, which is a uh, branch of Congress, did a study that found that it actually reduced domestic production by between 3 and 6 percent and increased foreign imports by between 8 and 16 percent. And not only that, but it also was a miserable failure in terms of revenue. It was projected to bring in $320 billion, but only ended up bringing in $80 billion. And so there was an example of a punitive tax targeted at one industry that failed on every count to do what they intended for it to do. Uh, it reduced our domestic production, increased our imports, and didn't bring in the revenue. And I think that if you're going to see a similar situation in the oil industry today, that the results would be the same. We're about to run out of time, so very quickly, let me go to our the last question that I have for you, which is, if you could have a conversation with the candidates right now that are running for the presidency, what would you say to them about the wisdom of passing taxes on the oil and natural gas industry or even increasing taxes at this point? Well, I think to, to follow on what Andrew just uh, just said, I, we would definitely, and we have told the candidates, I mean, do not raise taxes. Uh, do not go the route of the windfall profits tax. It was a proven failure. Uh, both Democrats and Republicans agreed on that uh, back in the 80s. It was repealed. I also think you need to take a common sense approach uh, as you look forward to uh, our energy needs in the future. We simply have to do more uh, domestically uh, to allow the industry to explore in a responsible manner uh, to bring in new energy supplies. There's no question that oil, natural gas are going to be a major leading component uh, to meet our energy needs in the future. 
and we need to do everything we can right now to give the industry uh, the opportunity to go out and to uh, bring in those supplies. The Congress at this point seems to be looking for easy pickings on uh, revenue raisers because they'd rather not have to charge uh, Joe and Jane public higher taxes uh, that they can see on their bottom line, whether it's on their paychecks or uh, when they go to the cash register at a store. And so what they're choosing is sort of a backdoor route by targeting industries that are politically unpopular like tobacco and oil and others. And uh, what they ultimately don't realize is that all of that comes back to Joe and Jane public. And so what we've been trying to point out is to to keep these taxes low and consistent across the board, and uh, hopefully they'll take that message to heart. That'll have to be the last word today. Dwayne Party, Andrew Moylan, thank you both very much for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio, brought to you by the people of America's oil and natural gas industry. For more information about this podcast or to submit questions for future shows, visit energytomorrow.org. That's energytomorrow.org. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.